Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just Show Up with Janine. I am your host, Janine Youngworth, and I welcome you here today. Thank you so much for joining me to all of my loyal listeners. And if you're new to the podcast, I welcome you. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, basically creating your life which I talk about a lot in my podcast, but more specifically, what's toxic in your life. And so in recent, there's just been um, some things coming up around clients and family and um, one particular client that I'm going to use as an example, and then I'll share an example of something in my own life that happened years ago that was very eye-opening for me around relationship and and what can be toxic. So everything is energy. We know that at its foundation. We already know that that is how the whole world works, that at our foundation, there are moving molecules and it everything is an energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It simply moves through form into form and out of form right? So when something is not working for you, is making you unhappy, affecting you, and we're kind of building on the previous episode. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you maybe should go back and listen to it um, around, you know, you can't have a peeing section in a pool. And what does that mean exactly? And we have these key areas in our lives, our finances, our health, our career, and our relationships. And as much as some of us try to segregate, you know, maybe an area of our life that we're not happy about from the rest of our life, it's still spilling over because it's all a part of your makeup. There's there's no separating it out. So when you have things in your life that are making you unhappy or making you uncomfortable or maybe taking away the peace in your life, that becomes toxic. And so this particular client of mine is having some family issues and recently had a family function and um, one particular family member was being difficult and, you know, standoffish and wouldn't, you know, wouldn't talk to my client, wouldn't even really look over at my client or give my client the time of day. And that starts to become really uncomfortable when you're you're in a group setting like that because there's conversations going on and um, it just becomes very, very uncomfortable. And then it becomes toxic. And so this client of mine was speaking to their spouse and just said, you know, like this isn't really working for me and it's really upsetting for me. And so it does start to impact your life in more ways than one. And this family member even was starting to kind of pit some of the other family members against this person, even though there wasn't really like, there shouldn't be sides to choose. It's, it's really just two sides of a coin in viewpoints around something, a subject. And 
And it, there is no right or wrong there. It's just one person's choosing one thing and the other person's choosing another thing. That's it. That's all that there, there is to this discussion or this dispute. And so this is the other thing that I find very interesting about people in society. Um, years ago, I had kind of a similar thing happen. And it was some really good friends of ours. We've been friends for years. And same thing, a family member of mine um, that I decided was toxic and kind of, you know, here's the thing with relationship, I'm going to tell you that you don't just cut somebody out of your life. Like I, I, that's just my point of view in relationship. I just don't think that's fair. I think we're all adults, we can have conversations and say, you know, like, this is how I'm feeling. I, I like our relationship, but I think we need to improve. And and be willing to improve yourself because none of us are perfect, right? Have that conversation. And so I had had this conversation with this family member because it was an issue that had been going on our whole lives, actually. And I had just put up with it because I didn't like the conflict and, and whatever. So I just put up with it. And then I started to realize that it was actually very toxic. And when I saw this family member, what really put it into perspective was when it happened in front of my kids and they were little at the time, so they wouldn't have understood. But when this person talked to me the way they've always talked to me, I realized how wrong it was. And I thought, I don't want my, my girls ever thinking that someone talking to them that way was ever okay. And then that's when I decided to have the conversation with this person, sit them down and just say like, what is it that I do to annoy you, upset you, whatever? Like, can we work on this? Because I'm just getting, it's, I'm just so tired of walking on eggshells. And honestly, this person didn't even realize that they were doing it. And they didn't even, like the, the look of shock on their face was, it was priceless. So it's like, again, um, sometimes we just don't realize. And so after having that conversation, this person looked really shocked, but still didn't address it. Didn't, didn't apologize and say, I didn't realize like nothing. I'm going to work on it. You know, and then I said, like, what is it that I'm doing to trigger you? Because whatever it is I'm doing, I will stop. And this person didn't have an answer. They didn't even realize. And what it came down to, what it boiled down to was jealousy. And this person wasn't willing to look at their own stuff and was just always comparing themselves to me. So it really had nothing to do with me. It was their own stuff. But after having that conversation, things didn't change. And so then I decided that that was it. I was no longer going to tolerate this. And I had to remove this person from my life because it was very toxic to me. It was very draining, actually. And um, we lived out of town quite a ways, actually. And this person would come visit. And honestly, after visiting, I would be drained for days, sometimes up to a week or two after. And I thought, I have three little kids here that I'm trying to raise, and I can't do this anymore. This isn't healthy for me. This is very toxic. So that's kind of what I'm talking about here is just sometimes those relationships are draining. And, you know, I think most of us are just very loyal people. We don't want to eliminate someone from our lives. We want, don't want to make them feel bad. We know that they have stuff going on in their life. But feeling sorry for someone who's not willing to um, look at their stuff and get on top of it and make some changes that's not our responsibility. And, 
And feeling sorry for someone is always disempowering because that means you don't believe that they're capable of seeing their own potential. It's just how I see it. So the definition of relationship is the distance between two objects. And so, you know, when you have, you know, we all know what it's like to have, you know, good friends or maybe somebody we went to school with or someone that we grew up with in our neighborhood, you know, at the time it served a purpose. But then as you get older, you have different um, interests and maybe hanging out with way different crowds and all of a sudden it's just no longer a fit. And so then the relationship just drifts apart. That's the definition of relationship, the distance between two objects. And so that's what I mean by that. It's like, do you have similar interests? Do you have similar values? Do you have similar goals? Like, what are you trying to achieve in life? So it's not right, right, and it's not wrong. Okay, so, so even with this client of mine, that's having the issues within the family, you know, this other person thinks they're right, and um, they're going to defend that. And they're actually being quite rude about it. And so, you know, maybe it doesn't come down to being right or wrong. It's just two people making different two different choices. And why can't we still get along when there's a family function? So um, I kind of diverted off now, I'm just gonna try to kind of come back to where I, I kind of branched off here into my own example. And I guess coming back to that client of mine. So it comes back down to having a conversation. And just saying, look, like, you know, can we just agree to disagree? Does this have to be a constant thing so that every time there is a gathering that it's uncomfortable and just see if you can't come to some kind of resolve? But if not, then you may have to make some different choices because your peace of mind and the toxicity that comes from it, like, again, there's no right or wrong way to deal with it. You just have to find a way that works for you so that it's not draining your energy and that it's not toxic for you. So another example, and I think I've shared this a few times in other episodes, is around um, someone that I met in business college and, you know, we hit it off. We we're really good friends. Um, we're young. Like um, this friend of mine wasn't even married yet. Um, I was newly married I think married for maybe one or two years neither of us had children yet you know we're just starting our careers and whatever so um so then kind of as things evolved and whatever um again things started to change and you know we had kids and they had way different uh parenting uh views than we did and and I don't even know if they even had parenting views it was more like just having pets and there was no effort put into discipline or guidance. It was just all about just having fun and just really didn't get the concept of creating boundaries and you could still have fun as a parent and with your children. But honestly, it was like every time they were over, there was just, it was just a disaster waiting to happen. They just had no self-control and they were just wild orangutans. And and I felt like I was the one kind of disciplining and trying to set the boundaries in my home. And I always felt like the bad guy. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. And if they were out of line, they wouldn't say anything or do anything. And so then I'd be stepping in and I just felt like the big, bad, mean auntie. And it was awful. It was truly, truly awful. So again, 
you know, some of us have higher tolerance levels with certain things than other people and what we're willing to, you know, put up with. But for me, um, I have expectations around how children behave in my home. And it's, you know, for us, it was it was a new home. And, you know, we we eat food at the table, we don't run around with food. And, you know, like, there was all these things. And so for some of you that might be like too many rules, but that's how it was in our house. You know, again, it's it's your kingdom, you set it up how you want it. Um, But it was just very, very challenging and very difficult. And um, so it was just like, there was just more and more things that were just kind of, again, creating that distance in the relationship. And then I kind of started delving into my spiritual work. And, you know, I had a really good friend, a business partner, and was spending a lot of time with with her. And, and this friend of mine was just very jealous and very hurt that, you know, we were no longer spending a lot of time together, which in business college, it was all the time. And so it came down to um, really what was kind of what sealed the deal was um, every year, a yearly potluck around Christmas time. It was depending on everyone's schedules, sometimes in November, just because December was really chaotic for everybody or early December. But um, what happened was my husband's being a, a manager and having a, a, you know, a big, a large staff, um, had a staff Christmas party booked. And so it, we just couldn't do both parties. And so obviously my husband needs to be there for his staff party. Um, so we went to the staff party and we didn't make the other party. And this friend of mine was so hurt. And I mean, in some ways, it's like you're honored because she's that upset that, you know, you're not going to be there and they're going to miss you. But at the same time, like holding a grudge and being that hurt about it, like so much so that every visit after that was just, I don't know, it was just there was such an energy to it of disappointment in the friendship. And like it was it was so heavy that it was almost hard to enjoy the visit. And so I I realized that it was time for a conversation. And so, you know, I just said to her, I'm really sorry that, you know, our, our friendship has evolved so much through the years and so much has changed. And, you know, now I've got three kids, three businesses, and my time is very busy. On top of all of the elements that go along with it wasn't enjoyable any longer, especially with the children around. Um, there was just so many different aspects. And so I just had to have a heart to heart. And I just said, you know, I know you're really disappointed in the friendship and that you wish you could see me more. And, and I said, but you know, me feeling the disappointment every time we get together is just, I said, I can't take it anymore. Like, we either have to appreciate the time that we have. And I said to her, like, maybe just it's just where our lives are at right now. Like, think of it as I'm living in India. And we only get to see each other once a year. And we were seeing each other more than that. But I just said, can we just appreciate the time we do have together for now? You know, this is just kind of where we're at in our lives. And honestly, having this conversation with her was like, she was driving. We were we were actually on our way to a birthday dinner. And it was like, she didn't even acknowledge that I was talking. She didn't look at me. She didn't nod. She didn't 
there were no words that came out of her mouth. It was like I literally had this conversation with a brick wall. And I was like, okay, this is going nowhere. So I changed the subject. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced. And I don't know if she was just processing or didn't know how to open up about it. Or maybe it wasn't the right time just because we were on our way to something. But she never brought it up. And so that was when I knew it was over. Like I knew that there was no, again, the distance between two objects. There was no bringing it back because she just wasn't willing to go there. And so again, it just, every time we got together, so there was another friend of ours, it was three of us. Every time it was our birthday, we would go out together. So those were outings. And then sometimes there was a few other things that we would plan throughout the year, just like the Christmas party and whatever. And sometimes it was like around her birthday, she would also have another event or whatever, but it wasn't a lot throughout the year. And so every time we got together, I would feel it was weird because I'd get really moody and feel really angry, but I'd also feel sick. Like I would get, like I would feel toxic. Like I would feel achy in my neck and I'd feel like I was getting the flu and I'd have a headache and, and I just thought, what is wrong with me? And it was every single time we were getting together and I thought, are my blood sugars just slow? Because oftentimes it was after um, they were getting off work and it would be kind of a later meeting time. And I thought like, maybe my blood sugars are just slow. And like, I just, I didn't get it. I just, I, it was happening every single time. And then I'd be angry and I was just like, what is wrong with me? And what I didn't realize was it was so toxic for me. And I was picking up on her energy and her disappointment, and all the things that it, it wasn't honoring me any longer. And so what really showed me, because, you know, I go into question around these things. So I've had a very interesting journey in my life, like how, how the universe and how my life shows me things. And I guess that's where I get my perspective from. And I, and I, and I really go into question. And every time you go into question, you, you gain new awareness. And I didn't realize that this is like how I function. Most people don't question things. And so questioning things and running things through your truth filter is the best way to get to the truth and to awareness and having like a really amazing divinely guided life. And so as I, um, you know, I'm trying to break it off with her, but gently because she's like the sweetest, kindest person. She really, really is the reason it wasn't working any longer was because she had expectations on me and what the friendship was that no longer worked for me. I had evolved and we had evolved and life had changed. And she wanted me to be a certain person that she thought I should be. And I was no longer that person. I just wasn't. So I tried writing her a letter in an email to just say, you know what, this isn't working anymore. Like I tried to talk to you and it's just feeling very toxic for me and I just don't feel supported. Um, I just feel like even in, in the work that I was doing in, in the healing modalities and the natural um, means, like she was constantly doctoring, running to doctor, her husband, same thing, not... Um, not getting better because taking medications and covering up symptoms doesn't make you better. And it was just, we were living in two different worlds, really. And, and again, that's just a choice. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's not. 
um, that's not how I choose to live my life. Like I want to solve my health issues and, and actually be healthy, not relying on doctoring and, you know, pills to cover up the symptoms and still not getting better and getting sicker actually. And like, it's just, you know, and then every time you get together, it's just hearing that. And it's just like, oh, you could so fix this. So again, no judgment, just choices. And so there were so many things that we were so far apart on that it was just every time we got together, it was so draining for me. And so I share this and I'm being vulnerable around this, not to make her wrong, because as I say, she's an amazing, beautiful person with a heart of gold. You know, she's the kindest person. She um, would give you the shirt off her back to help you and all of the things. But it just became a toxic thing because she wasn't allowing me to be me. I was allowing her to be her, but it was also draining for me just because it was like, oh my God, like you're complaining all the time and these things could so easily be changed and fixed if you just made different choices. So do you see what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to paint a picture here in that there is no right or wrong, but there comes a time where maybe something no longer works for you and you're not going to choose it anymore. So back to the email. So I'm trying to email her I'm trying to word it kindly so as to not hurt her feelings, but also at the same time and and trying to not make her wrong and trying to explain from my angle. Um, and every time I would do that, she would, it was like energetically she was picking up on the fact that I was pulling away and breaking it off. And she'd reach out and say, I miss you. And how are, you know, how's the husband? How's the kids? And I then I couldn't do it because I was just like, oh, my God, like I just couldn't do it. And so I, I attempted that twice. So two times that happened and she intercepted me and I just I just couldn't send it. I couldn't do it. So, of course, then another birthday comes around and we always do what we always do. So we plan a birthday and we go for dinner and you know, and then I'm angry and I'm, you know, frustrated and it's toxic and it's just like, and I, I'm finally like to the point where I'm just like, oh my God, I gotta do something. So get this. So one weekend, I don't know, we were, we were in the city. This is when we lived in around Winnipeg. And so we were in the city and we went to the grocery store and, uh, we were just, it was a Sunday. We were picking up groceries for the week for lunches and whatever. And, um, I was fine. And then all of a sudden, I just started feeling really sick, really toxic, really achy in my neck. Like I thought I'm coming down with the flu. Like, you know, you just get the, you just feel achy and headachy. And I just thought, wow, that came on fast. And I must have picked up a bug. And so I said to my husband, let's just hurry and get our stuff. I need to get out here. Like I need to get home to bed. Like I said, I feel very sick. All of a sudden, I'm just not feeling well. And all of a sudden, we run into her. So here's why I'm saying this. My body knew her energy, was feeling and picking up on her energy in that store before I even knew that we were about to have an interaction. That's how toxic it became for me. Um, Just because it wasn't honoring me in my journey and it was no longer working. And when I had that realization, I then I knew I it was like, no, I really have to cut off this relationship. Because if she wasn't willing to have these conversations, and I'm not going to say they're comfortable conversations. 
But you know what? If you love somebody and you care, you know, again, distance between two objects, you have to have these conversations. So and maybe even as I'm speaking about this, you might be thinking about your your partner, your spouse in that, you know, maybe it's time to have some sit downs and say, you know what, here's where I'm at. Where are you at? Because, you know, when you first get married, it's different versus maybe 10 years in when you've got kids and you're going every which direction and now communication's kind of broken down and you're both, you know, focused on your your jobs or whatever and you're just doing your own things as partners in this marriage, but you're not connected any longer because so many things have changed. So again, reminder, definition of relationship is the distance between two objects. And so I ended up um, finally sending the email and I know she was very hurt and, um, you know, the, the mutual friend that we had, you know, probably it was very difficult for her to be between us and not that I evented or whatever, you know, I just kind of said my piece and just said, here's why, um, not that I expected her to pick sides because that's not fair. There is no right or wrong in the situation. But I still love and care about this other friend. And so sometimes I'd say, like, how are they doing or whatever? And she would just, it was like she would just tense up and she would just not even answer me. And I thought, okay, so this other friend said, I'm not allowed to know anything of what's going on in her life. And she's not allowed to discuss it. And so that kind of hurt too. But I know I hurt her as well by cutting her out. So it was like, okay, so I just won't bring it up. So do I think about them? all the time. Like she was like a sister to me. Um, you know, I wonder how their girls are doing and how their lives are going and, and all of the things. But if someone isn't willing to allow me to be 100% all of me and, um, you know, is going to limit me in what I'm doing and choosing and can't be happy for me and all of the things, it just isn't going to work any longer. So, so yeah, so that's kind of that story. And it was very interesting to see how that toxic energy coming from somebody can actually have a physical response. And so, you know, maybe that brings us to our health, our cortisol levels, the stress levels, because that client of mine, the stress levels of that client being around those fam family members now that are kind of ganging up on this person and being even almost a little bit bullies, it starts to become an energy that affects you physically because it creates a stress. And we all know that stress produces hormones that aren't good for us in our bodies. And so we often wonder why so many people are sick and have cancer and all these things. Do you know that if you're constantly living under stress, that your body's going to be out of balance and that's when cancer cells and all the things, disease and inflammation can start to take over in your body. So here's why I say there's no peeing, no such thing as a peeing section in a pool. We have to be our advocate first. We have to look our, after ourselves. We have to eliminate the relationships and stuff that are toxic to us because it's not doing us any good. And so we also have to learn how to let go of when others don't maybe approve or aren't happy with the choices we're making and say, you know what, that's too bad, um, but I'm not pizza and not everyone's going to like me and the choices that I'm making. But the choices that I'm making and who I am as a being, doing the best that I can with what I have 
is, is who I am. And I'm okay with that. And if someone else doesn't like it, then you don't get to be a part. And so I encouraged this client of mine to have a conversation with this family member and just explain, you know, how they're feeling. And that the behavior of, you know, pitting others against them needs to stop because it's not mature, it's not fair, and it's not comfortable. And um, agree to disagree and move on or whatever. And so if that person isn't willing to work on it, then you just let them go. And it's not always easy. But, um, you know, the family friends that we had that, um, you know, after my family member went and complained, they disowned me. And, you know, it was hurtful. And at the same time, I thought, if you're not even going to listen to my side of the story or ask me because there's always, I always say three sides to every story. There's your side, their side, and then there's the truth, right? And so, because you're always going to have your filters and your lenses of how you see things um, based on your beliefs and how maybe things made you feel. And it, But it, feelings are not tangible facts. It's just, it's interpretations of maybe someone's body language or something they said that you misinterpreted or because it came out in a certain tone, but that's not how they meant it or, or whatever. There's so many ways to misread things that are going on and misread energies. And, and at the same time, I always say energy doesn't lie also, right? So there's a lot going on. It's not easy. It's, there's a lot of energies that um, are tied to situations. And so, you know, I decided with these people that if they weren't willing to even come to me and say, hey, what's going on? Like, you can't look at it and say, wow, like if she's cut you out, like she must be really upset. You've known me my whole life. You wouldn't come to me and just say, hey, like what's going on? Are you okay? Get my side before you decide to completely cut me out. So, you know, again, that was hurtful. But at the same time, I thought you don't, you actually don't deserve to have me in your life if you aren't willing to see all of me. And you know what, I'm a human being that's not going to be perfect. And I may make mistakes. And I'm willing to own up to that. But you don't get to pick sides and just cut me out because you you didn't get my side of the story. And now you're siding with that person and everything they said, like, that's not fair. So, you know, it's interesting, um, just around this conversation, this is a much longer podcast than usual. Usually, they just end up being 20 minutes. But obviously, there's a lot of energy to this podcast. And I'm speaking to a lot of you. And um, something that just came up recently is a, a good friend of mine, um, who is kind of diving into astrology and, and she was saying to me about um, me being a Leo and Leo's one of, one of the lessons of being a Leo. So I don't know, you may or may not know that when you are born, the way the stars are aligned, right? And that your birth date and time has an energetic imprint in your being um, of this lifetime that you're here to live. So we all know Leo's, Virgo's, Cancer, um, all of those, you know, your your birth sign. And so she was telling me that Leo's, one of their things that's in their vibration is persecution. And I actually never knew that. 
And so that so resonated with me. And I just thought, but I thought I didn't have karma here, like playing out because I've never really connected with karma, even though I see it in other people when I work with them and do readings and stuff. But for myself, I just didn't really feel like I had karma. And so what was very interesting with that is um, I had a reading and, and, and this person just said, wow, like your light is just so bright and you like you've played out all of your karma like this lifetime isn't about karma for you. And it just made so much sense to me. And so when this friend of mine said, Leo's, it's it's about persecution, it really resonated. But I'm like, huh, what does that mean? So I had to ask her for some clarification. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? Persecution. And so kind of what she said is just, um, you have to be in the spotlight, but it's it's just something you chose to come here. And, and there is some stuff there from other lifetimes, but it's just, I in my opinion, this time right now is about breaking cycles. And so we've had, as infinite beings, many different lifetimes. And so it's around standing in your light and who you are, and being unapologetic with respect with who you are, and not allowing anyone to rip you down. So in the past, I would have felt really bad. Like it did make me feel bad when these family friends disown me because <clears throat> you're always questioning, um, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Do I need to change? But you are who you are. And I had those conversations with this person and it wasn't something that was negotiable any longer. The way I was being treated I'd set my boundary and I was done because this person wasn't willing to change the behavior. So it's just interesting in that you have to come to, this is who I am. These are my limits. Here's what I'm willing to work on. And if it no longer works, then you just have to walk away. Um, if there's no compromise, then you just have to walk away and be confident in who you are. And so so apparently, I didn't know this, but persecution is one of the things as a Leo. And so I just have to be aware of it and not allow it um, to affect me with my relationships and things that are kind of going on in my life. And I just have to know that I'm at the, at the core of who I am as a being, that I'm about the truth and I'm about integrity and I'm doing the best that I can with who I am and the rest doesn't matter. So I, in conclusion, um, you know, are there things in your, and I guess it's, it's come, comes down to relationships. Are there relationships in your life that are toxic? And maybe we can talk about other things in your life that are toxic because holding on to junk and clutter in your home can be a form of being toxic, but also in our diets, eating the wrong foods, um, that don't make us feel well, that make us feel tired, all those things can be toxic because it's very hard on the body. Your body now has to process something that isn't good for it and try to eliminate it. Versus if you're just eating the things that are good for you, that are going to nurture your body, give it the fuel sources that you need and not um, need resources to process it, but instead take it and put it into the cells so they can be their optimal healthy cells. So anyway, that's kind of it for today's topic. Um, 
as I said, all the different areas, there's work to be done. But I guess today was about toxic relationships and what you can do about it. Um, And maybe there'll be more conversations around that. But I want to say to you, you are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. And sometimes when a relationship is toxic, here's the other thing I want to say about relationship, the distance between two objects. But I think, again, this is just my opinion and my awareness through my five decades now of being on this planet, is that relationships should be about bringing out the best in one another. And when it's no longer doing that, that's an indication that maybe that relationship has completed its purpose and its cycle. And and that was kind of me and this friend of mine from business college. It was just no longer bringing out the best in each other. And so it had to be done. And that's just how it goes sometimes. Not right, not wrong. It comes down to, I'm just no longer choosing this. But I always say, I give people... See, I've been cut out and not given a chance to speak my my side. I've been persecuted. I don't do that to people. I give them the opportunity to say, I'll say, what's going on? You know, here's what I've noticed, yada, yada, yada. I give them a chance to talk it out, to maybe explain what's going on in their world and see if we can come to some kind of common ground where there's no longer a distance between the two objects, right? But if they aren't willing to talk or discuss it or look at it or work on it or whatever, now that I've given them that opportunity, now it's a choice, right? It's like, okay, well, then I guess we're done here. Um, and And that's just it. It's again, no right, no wrong. It's just conversations. What works for you? What works for me? okay, it kind of looks like this isn't going to work anymore. And so let's just carry on our merry way. When you empty your closets in your pantry, you make room for the new things to come in. And it's the same thing in your relationships. So do you need to do a purge? Or do you need to have these conversations so you know where to purge? And then go from there. And as you evolve, and you make room for those new relationships, the new ones will come in. That will be more of a match to who you are today and you know again nurture you bring out the best in you and bring more joy because that's all in energy and it all comes down to just a choice who are you choosing to surround yourself with so remember you are the creator of your life and if something isn't working for you you can change it we'll see you in the next episode bye for now